This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. There comes, I knew last year when we did this that the probability was we were going to name the captain this year. That we wouldn't let it go too long. But I was very pleased with what we got done last year in the room. Um, and, but I think it's, it's just time to... Again, you go back to last year, we, we probably figured we'll get through one year with it. Unless it, if the right guy steps up or the right guys step up, then um, we'll name a captain. But you're right, did we need to name a captain? That was, you know, that was a debate as well within internally. But ultimately, we decided, okay, it's time to name a captain. That was head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus, uh, speaking today after the announcement at 11 o'clock that Adam Lowry was going to be named the third uh, captain of the 2.0 era for the Winnipeg Jets following Andrew Ladd and Blake Wheeler. Jim Toth, happy to have you here today on a show that you co-host. I don't know why I phrased it like that. Happy to have me here. Happy yeah. to have you here today it's, on the uh, show that you're also It's great to be uh, here. Host of, okay. It's great to have the third captain in Jets 2.0 history with yep. us, Adam Lowry, as well. Uh, Adam, first of all, out of the gate, congratulations. Uh, what does this mean to you? It's, thank you, uh, first of all, but uh, it's it's the getting the opportunity to represent and lead an NHL franchise in a, in a Canadian market. It's, uh, it's certainly something truly, truly special. And I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity and really looking forward to it. When is it, when is it going to feel like it's actually real? Has it already sunk in at this point or is it going to be like game 10 into the regular season? Um, yeah, I, I think the, the first regular season game when I see it on the sweater and get to wear it for the first time officially, uh, I think that's when it'll sink in. I think last night going to, to bed and, you know, it kind of gave me chills knowing that it, it was going to be announced today. And, um, you know, it was, it was in fact happening. Um, so, you know, it's still something that, uh, doesn't necessarily feel real, but, um, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to, to lead the Jets. And you were captain at Swift Current and then, you know, an assistant last year. And, and I think you're a player that leads, you know, by example, Adam. Um, who do you draw from going into this captaincy? And, and um, what do you think the major responsibilities of a captain are? Well, I, I think, you know, I can learn a lot from, you know, our previous leaders, Blake Wheeler, Andrew Ladd, um, our captain in St. John's, Jason Jaffrey. Uh, I'm going to reach out to a lot of guys. I think, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, for advice from, you know, whether it's Jacob Truba, captain the New York Rangers. Um, my dad was a captain of the Flames for a few years, things like that. I think, you know, it's going to be important to lean on, you know, people for support and, you know, the the other leaders in our locker room, Mark, Josh, um, look at Schmitty, Brendan Dillon. Uh, there's a lot of really capable and strong leaders in our room that, you know, I'll, I'll lean on for support and, and for help along the way. And I think, um, you know, the kind of the style is I'm just going to try and be a consistent player, work hard every day and, you know, just try and bring the team together. I think, you know, team cohesiveness is, is huge and we have a really tight knit room and you know, I'm looking forward to helping that continue. Does this change how you approach training camp? Uh, no, I, I think, you know, going into my 10th season now, and you know, I have been to quite a few training camps, that it, it's now just about making sure you're ready for 
the first first game, I think, you know, obviously you, you want to put your best foot forward and you want to be a driver and in training camp and, you know, make sure that the team's in the best possible position to have success right from the get-go. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of guys put in a ton of work this summer and really worked on their game. And you know, it's, it's always exciting when you, you get that opportunity to, you know, show the improvements you've made in your game. And um, I think that's where the excitement really comes in, you know, not necessarily just with the new letter on my jersey, but, you know, being around the guys again, uh, having that opportunity to see where the season can take us and see the strides we're going to make as a team. We made a lot of really positive strides last year and, uh, you know, under bones, we're, we're looking to continue the growth of our defensive game and, you know, continuing to grow into a more well-rounded team and, you know, ultimately try and challenge for the Stanley Cup. Did you see this coming at all, Adam? I mean, you were assistant last year. I go back to your first rookie camp coming out of Swift, and I I think you had a wrist injury or just trying to get on the ice and get that sort of healed and, and get going and then fast forward. It, it flies by, right? And and now you're here. Um, it, it is a dream come true, right? And, and how do you feel about it going into this season? Um, did you ever see this coming for you yourself in the National Hockey League? Well, I, I think for me, like, you know, if, people ask like was this something you thought about or you dreamed about i i think you know it was always something that seemed so unattainable i you know growing up you, you see the captain of nhl franchises and you think they're these superheroes larger than life and you know they're at the top of the mountain and you know i i know i'm not a superstar player in this league i know i'm not our team's you know best player you know, fifth best player or whatever but um when you know, I, I had the conversation with Bones that you know it was potentially going to happen. And I was kind of, you know, I, I had a chance to maybe become the captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you know, that's kind of when I started even thinking that that was potentially a reality. And that was about a month ago. So, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think it was something I'd given a whole lot of thought to growing up. It wasn't something I'd given a whole lot of thought to. You know, while I was in the organization, um, but at the same time, I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity. I'm really looking forward to it, and you know, it's a huge honor. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be good. Now, there's changes, of course, coming up uh, uh, into this new season. There always is, uh, but this is your tenth season with the team, uh, Adam. Um, I'm, I'm sure you know the team's strengths. You know the team's weaknesses, uh, maybe better than anyone else uh, on the roster. Um, what's your biggest challenge this 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 season here? Well, I, I think first and foremost, um, right off, off the hop, I think integrating the, the new guys with Gabe, Rasmus, and Alex, and um, it, they've been you know such contributors, especially Gabe and Alex for the Kings the last couple of years and Rasmus is still really developing into a quality player in the NHL and you know, first and foremost we want to make sure they're comfortable they, they're they comfortable in our team environment, they, they know our systems so that you know, you, there isn't the adjustment period that you know there potentially can be they're, they're going to be huge parts of our team and um, we, we said goodbye to some really important, some really key players for our team. So I think, you know, it, it, our biggest challenge right off the hop is kind of picking up where we left off last year in terms of, you know, improving our defensive structure, improving, you know, our play without the puck, and um, certainly continuing to improve upon our special teams. So those are certainly key areas of a game where you can really, you know, you can win games 
with a good penalty kill, strong defensive mindset, the, you know, if your team's a little bit snake, but it's tough to, you know, outscore some problems. So I think, you know, that that's where our team's going to continue to develop and continue to get better is, you know, on the defensive side, you know, with Bones and Arnie and our other coaching staff, you know, working every day to continue improving that, that, you know, we're, we're going to be a tough team to beat because I, I look at, who we have in the next the net in you know in my mind he's one of the best goalies if not the best goalie in the world and you know we have a really solid back end and now looking at our lineup up front uh, we have a tremendous amount of depth there's guys that can kind of play all over the lineup and if you look at how vegas was built uh, the, the, we're built very similar in terms of you know guys who are going to play on the third fourth line you know they, they can kind of play against any of the opposing team's lines you know maybe free up some matchups for you know, our more gifted players and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, there, there's a lot of optimism going into this year, even though, you know, there certainly were some big changes. Adam, I want to touch on a part where you said that, you know, you're aware you're not one of the top players on the team or, or one of the most skilled or anything like that. And I think that delves into why you were probably chosen as captain. Like, you have this understanding of the entire game, and, and maybe that's from your dad, you know, being in the game so long but is that also kind of the approach of the team this year that that you'll lead with is sort of you know it's not about trying to outscore everybody it's not about having the best goalie in the world it's about a complete game and and do you think the team overall including yourself will focus on that more this year than maybe ever well i i think you know i i think the biggest thing is you know whether you have a first line role or whether you're you know you're an all-star defenseman or you know you're in and out of the press box, everyone has value and everyone is going to contribute to the team differently. And I think, you know, our job and, you know, with the leaders and, you know, the older guys in the room is trying to bring that out every day is, uh, you know, whether you're playing four or five minutes, whether you're playing 25 minutes, how can we positively impact the game and how can we have a positive impact on the team? And, um, yeah, you know, at some Sometimes it's uh, it's not a sexy way to play hockey, and you know it, you have to buckle down and win games two one. And there's other nights where the defense gets a little loose in the the run and gun, and it becomes a seven six game. But I think you know we had a lot of success early on last year, um, being really tough and really strong in in our own zone and with our play away from the puck. And you know that's going to continue. We're going to continue getting better. It's not. Like all of a sudden, one day it clicks. It's it's progress, and it's it's a thing where over time, you know, we're, we're going to be able to get to a, a point where you know our standard is we expect to be you know, one of the better teams defensively, one of the tougher teams to play against without the puck, and you know that that'll lead to the offense, and that'll lead to guys creating chances, and you know, I, I think that's what we're going to continue to work on. I think I can speak for myself and Cam that we think you're the best player on the team, but don't tell Josh or anything. He jo- he joined us last week, and don't tell any player that will join us going forward, but just for today, we think you are. Oh, I, I can be. <laughs> for these 15 minutes, that's five. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. There we go. There's the best player in the Winnipeg Jets right now. <laughs> well, one more for you, Adam, before we let you go. Um, you know, and, and I wanted to touch on what you, you taught. You guys started out strong, and then, you know, obviously things dipped, 
as the season went on. Um, well, what's your philosophy as a captain? I mean, you're going to be put in a situation. I mean, there's always ups and downs in a season. What's your philosophy in, in, in dealing with those, with sort of the roller coaster over the course of a season? And, and you know, players, everybody deals with things differently. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing is, you know, just trying to be that constant along with the other guys wearing letters in the room, the other older guys that have the experiences. You know, if you can kind of, be the guy or guys that they look to, you know, when things are kind of going sideways, that you're bringing that same effort, you're bringing that same performance, that same consistency every night. And, you know, I, I think that goes a long way to, you know, really trying to help pull guys back on track, whether, you know, some guys are fighting it with their confidence or, you know, they're a little banged up and they're not able to perform at the level they want. And, you know, if you're able to kind of, keep that consistency, keep that constant, you know, it can allow the, the lulls to be a little less uh, enduring, you know, rather than going through a month or two months where, you know, your, your team's not where you want them to be. You know, it's a couple games and you're kind of out of that funk. I think that's where, you know, we're going to try and really make sure that, you know, we, we find a little more consistency in our game this year. Adam Lowry, Jets third head, co- uh, head coach. Jesus. Oh, maybe you're going to be like you're going to be like Bones. You're going to be a player coach. Twenty three years from now, and you retire, you've just been named the head coach by us here as well, Adam. Congratulations <laughs> on everything. I can add scratch golfer to that too, as well, if you'd like. Adam, sincerely, oh, congratulations. Great. We can tell how much it means to you. We appreciate yeah. your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing the team on the ice and you leading it this year. Yeah, congratulations, man. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Awesome stuff, uh, Adam Lowry, the third. Captain of the Winnipeg Jets. In 2.0 history. Adam Ladd, Blake Wheeler, and uh, Adam Lowry. And uh, Josh Morrissey, for those wondering, is at the Players' Tour event right now for the National Hockey League. And uh, Pierre Lebrun was just talking to him, and uh, he said uh, Adam Lowry brings uh, being named team captain couldn't have picked a better guy, is the quote from Josh Morrissey. Absolutely. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Fantastic conversation. If you if you missed it, you want to listen back to it, uh, listen to it three or four times, whatever, uh, you can find us on the Jets at Noon podcast at, like you're sending an email, you can find us on Spotify and on Apple. I will be posting that right after the show. Richard Cloutier is going to be joining us right after 1230. He had a conversation with Governor of the Winter Winnipeg Jets' Mark Chipman will have that conversation uh, at 12.30. He'll have a clip for us, and he'll play that full interview at 3.05 later on today with Richard and Skylar Peters on the news right here on 680 CGOB. And we got a bunch of other stuff to get to here uh, around Adam Lowry, uh, Texas. Texas, your thoughts, 204-780-6868. We'll squeeze those on the show as well. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. 204 780 Had a great conversation uh, with Adam Lowry. Of course, you can find that on the audio vault if you missed it on CJOB.com, or you can just download the podcast. Apple, Spotify, Jets at noon, at like you're sending an email, and you can uh, listen back uh, to that interview. Some early responses, Jim. Uh, hi, dudes. Perfect call, making Lowry the captain. Do we know who will be wearing the A's? It will be Morrissey. It will be Shifley. Uh, my hashtag for number 17 has always been hashtag handsome 
tough, handsome, and cool. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> we'll get that trending. I wish I would have said that to Adam when we were talking to him in the last segment. Um, this one says, I think Adam Lowry is a great choice as captain. I'm pleased to have a captain this season. Corey says, great interview. And from Renee, thank you, Adam, for the most honest description of the team and its expectations for the season. That whole interview to me is why he's named captain. Yeah. Uh, he's got that sort of down the middle line of who we are, what we are. He, you know, and it, and it really speaks to, as he said, growing up, captains were superheroes as kids watch him. They were guys who scored a hundred points and all this. Adam gets it. And and I think it's a perfect choice. Josh Morrissey, you know, Mark Shifley, I think Morrissey would have been an excellent choice too. They have A's, but I just think this is a perfect choice and, and what the team needs at this time. So one of the questions was, Will the Winnipeg Jets have a captain this year? That has been named, uh, and that has been solved. It's been answered. That uh, from, um, of course, and with the addition of, of Adam Lowry wearing the C, and, and, and 680 CJOB's Richard Cloutier from the News. He'll be having more on this at 3.05. Joins us now to talk about some of those other, yeah. of those other questions. Well, Lowry, in my view, has the best Instagram account. Do you guys follow him on Instagram? He's got good style. A Lowry player or something. Is that Lowry's Instagram? I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so. It's. Uh, I mean, you guys know. Like me he's got Instagram. lots of friends. He's got more friends than the three of us combined. <laughs> he's got more hats. The funniest than I thing I saw. And he's Adam got a pretty Lowry. good hair. He's got pretty good hair <laughs> the too. Funniest thing I saw Adam Lowry do on social media. Maybe I shouldn't be mentioning this, but he had a Twitter account. And when Jack Rosovic was here, all of a sudden Jack Rosovic changed his profile picture to a picture of him without a shirt on. And Lowry sent him a note on, <laughs> online and said, send nudes. <laughs> he, like, put a shirt on, dude. It was funny. Anyway, Richard, yeah, you had a great one-on-one today. I uh, Yeah, it yes, was sir. actually yesterday morning. I sat down with uh, with Mark Chipman. And I've known Chipman for, oh, about 30 years now. And, uh, you know, he was part of the effort to save the Winnipeg Jets. And then, of course, uh, very quietly met with the NHL and, you know, the story of him, you know, uh, at at the Salt Lake City Olympics, um, really by accident on purpose, you know, meeting Gary Bettman and that very quiet backroom type of relationship uh, that they struck um, finally in 2007, making a, a, a real bid at the time and presentation to the board of governors and being patient. And then ultimately when Atlanta came up. So our conversation was twofold. Um, after the 4.30 news, uh, more on his focus on downtown and what needs to happen downtown as the economic engine. And frankly, you know, True North and the Richardsons and David Thompson have invested a lot in Man- in Winnipeg's downtown and what they're looking for in dealing with the problems downtown. But we also talked about the business of hockey. And let's face it, uh, COVID really hit hard. And uh, combined with what you talk about every day on Jets at Noon and the machinations of putting a winning team on ice, without doubt, Mark Chipman is the biggest fan of this team and probably the one that wants to win the most. There's no doubting that whatsoever. Him and Thompson will spend to the salary cap, and if they could, they would probably spend even more. But the thing is, is that this is a team that needs to sell more season tickets, and they realize that. Later, after three, we'll talk about kind of the rationale behind that, but we also talked about that void that sometimes is still there when looking back and reflecting on the pandemic. At the end of the day, we're trying to win hockey games. Like, that's what this is all about. You can't be a source of pride, have a beautiful building, 
uh, and, and be a substandard hockey team. So we're proud of the accomplishments of our team and we think we're well positioned. But without doubt, this is still an enterprise suffering from the impact of the pandemic. Try down along the boards here to the near side. Try to One get of the Andy most heartbreaking guard. moments of the past 12 seasons was being in our building the night that we won in triple overtime. finally beat the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs and there was nobody there to enjoy that you know other than a handful of us once was nice twice was a slice but thrice on the ice it, as I look back on the whole pandemic I, I think about that night often and you know that feeling that we had when we left we were on the one hand ecstatic and on the other hand sort of heartbroken that we couldn't share that moment with the fans that that have been allowed us to do all of this. And so we've been, ever since that time, um, you know, cognizant of the fact that people, that, that the pandemic has had a real impact on people. And, you know, we've adjusted the ways in which we sell tickets and, and in a very significant way. And um, we've got a, still got a road ahead of us to do this. But as you said, you know, th- this team belongs here and will always be here. And that's frankly how I got into this was, you know, for, for that very purpose. So take it off the table that, that this team is going nowhere. It is one of the most stable franchise financially in all of the NHL. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to small, medium-sized businesses, um, there's an issue with trying to get more of those businesses to buy in. And uh, Chipman goes on to say that, you know, it represents of about 15% of, of the season ticket base it should be somewhere closer to 45%. And that they're working hard behind the scenes and doing presentations towards that. Um, winning will help, but there's also the investments that they've made into Canada Life Centre. As much invested in those renovations over the last few seasons as it was to cost to, to, to build the building itself back in 2004. I was just in that new Scotia Wealth Management it's Premium incredible, Club. It's incredible, isn't it? absolutely gorgeous. I was just in there for the Adam Lowry uh, press conference this, uh, this morning. So, you know, you look at that and you look at the amenities, but ultimately Chipman says, yeah, it's going to be what we put on the ice. And gentlemen, stay tuned. <laughs> okay wow that's 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 essentially what it was well, stay tuned well yeah there's lots coming out of out of the winnipeg jets over the next couple of weeks absolutely wait a minute what does that mean stay tuned stay tuned to 680 cjop right here on plenty more to come. great stuff look forward to the one-on-one and it's interesting too because richard your whole interview um, with Mark is the all-encompassing part of downtown, the Jets. Like, I think that's lost in the conversation once in a while is, and I've mentioned this myself going to games last year to cover them and whatnot, yeah. the things you see in and around the arena play into a lot of people going to the arena. Now, you will see there's some roads downtown around uh, True North Square that are closed right now. They're uh, erecting um, the uh, uh, the connection to Wawanisa part of True North Square that will ultimately be connected to Sutton Place. Uh, expect that construction. It was originally going to be two towers. The tower, the one tower, which will be about 30 stories now, a uh, combination of hotel and uh, condo apartments. Uh, that'll start again in the new year. Um, the people behind Sutton Place are also the owners of the Dallas Stars and good friends of the Chipmans and all this. Uh, they Until invest. The puck drops. They invest 
in downtown Winnipeg. And that combined with what the Qatari group are doing in the old Revenue Canada building on Broadway, that's more hotel rooms, uh, Hilton, more hotel rooms. And, and Chipman basically said, we've got the pledge from the NHL to hold a draft here. Once that happens, two, maybe three years from now, come June, we'll be covering the draft right here in Winnipeg. So there's a lot of optimism in Jetsville. More from Chipman after three. One-on-one with Richard Kluge after three. Yeah, and then more Thanks, of Rich. that uh, following the 4.30, with, uh, uh, 4.30 news with Richard Kluge and Skylar Peters. Uh, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Again, if you missed, we had Adam Lowry on the show at 12.10, uh, uh, kicking off the program here. If you missed that, you can find it on the on the audio vault on cjob.com or, again, download it on our podcast uh, wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Jets at noon at like you are uh, sending an email. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. We'll get uh, more of your thoughts uh, on the uh, decision by the organization named Adam Lowry, uh, the third head coach. We'll also hear some some clips from Adam Lowry, and we might be able to sque- squeeze one in uh, from Bones as well. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show, 204-780-6868, uh, Adam Lowry, the next captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Dylan texts the show. He says, can you keep saying Adam Lowry's been named the third head coach, as I accidentally said? Uh, is he the Reggie Dunlop of the Jets this season? No, he's just the, he's just the captain. And I just can't get my words right. That's all that is. There's no Reggie overarching conspiracy here. Speaking of another good leader, that Reggie Dunlop got things done. Yeah. North End Rick, Texas Show, 204-780-6868. This also gives the team an option should they change from a retool to a rebuild. If they went with Morrissey, he would be a trade chip if they blow it up. Uh, you wouldn't want to have to search for yet another captain in a couple of years if things change. Uh, plus, I'm the world's biggest fan of Lowry, uh, so I'm thrilled. Um, yeah, I, I don't... I, I I don't think Morrissey is a guy that even if there is a retool or a rebuild, I don't think he's a trade chip. He's a guy who's uh, stayed with Winnipeg, um, has committed to this franchise for the long term. I, I don't think Josh Morrissey's even considered just, it a part of that. I, I just don't look. I appreciate how every direction this goes. I just don't know why you think there'll be a blow up and a rebuild. I yeah. just I don't like if you look. Kyle Connor's got three years left. Nick Ehlers two. Josh Morrissey three. Um, you know, in two to three years, they're going to try and resign those guys. And in two to three years, the Chaz Lucius is of the world. Um, I just, I think the, the next wave will be here. Those guys will then yeah. be the veterans that they try to resign. Um, to me, a rebuild is getting rid of four or five guys. It's trading the Kyle Connors and the, cause if you're, let's be honest, what we're seeing right now, if you're going to trade guys, you do it with two years term left on their contracts. Mm-hmm. That's when you get the max value for them. And I just, I don't think there's ever a re a rebuild coming for this organization. I think yeah. it's a constant retool the way compared to the Ottawa senators locking up on the bridge deals. They're just going long-term. I think the Jets puzzle is always a three to five year picture. It's always contracts that get them to there with their three to four core players. And then they revolve around that. Yeah. A, a long-term blow everything up, collect draft picks like the Arizona Coyotes where you have like 25 draft picks over the next 
two to three years here in the first three rounds. I that, don't that's even, not a, that's not a realistic like situation look, for the Jets. You look at the Chicago Blackhawks. I just don't see even if the Jets win the Stanley Cup, them doing this. Yeah, I don't see them re-signing key free agents to ten million dollar deals to keep them. I don't see them. I just see this the philosophy around this organization for twelve years is draft, develop, re-sign, and and keep going forward. I don't. I don't see a time where they win back-to-back cups and then all of a sudden they're just going to send all these draft picks out to do it a third time to to re-sign all their key players to keep them here to do it a third and fourth cup. I see them constantly retooling as opposed to ever rebuilding. Yeah, and uh, hey, make sure you check out Adam Lowry as captain of the Winnipeg Jets with the CJOB Family Fun Zone Pack. Partnered with the True North Sports Entertainment, seats will be in section 319 to 322, rows 5 to 8. You like fun? (laughs) Here you go right now. You like your family? Through Ticketmaster. Well, this is the perfect thing for you. This is the way to a fun family event. Uh, Through Ticketmaster, uh, you can purchase your seats for five family-friendly Winnipeg Jets hockey games coming up this season, October 14th uh, against the Panthers, November 11th versus the Dallas Stars, December 2nd versus the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, December 30th against the Minnesota Wild and uh, February 25th against Arizona. There's some real great. Uh, I mean, you got the the home opener there, Jim. You got the Dallas Stars, yeah. who are a great team this uh, upcoming season. You know, potentially Connor Bedard. You got Minnesota Wild, which is always a great rivalry game. And then, of course, 1.0 versus 2.0 with the Arizona Coyotes. So that should be fun. The Bedard game will be a sellout, right? Like you have to get your say CJB yeah. Family Fund tickets for that right away because he sold out Barnes in junior hockey. I can't imagine sold out the in Saddle the National Dome Hockey League for the Hitman. <laughs> How they're not going to be sold out uh, uh, in this city. So. Yeah, and each package will contain a Manitoba Moose Flex voucher along with uh, fun extras before each game, So, uh, and which will include access to a private lounge, special guests, photo op, interactive games, all that great stuff. Cost of each package is $549.44, which can be paid in full or part of installments uh, at uh, $68.68. By the way, my step- coincidental, yes. I'm told, sixty-eight, 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 a ticket. Um, my stepson's a massive Bedard fan, and um, asked me like, again, are we gonna? I go, I got you to see Bedard play the first time he was in Winnipeg, so I don't have to do it this time. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that's that's over. He was here when the WHL. And I got to get off time. your wallet, yeah. pops. <laughs> but uh, that my point is that right? Like, yeah. which kid? is not going to want to see Connor Bedard play for the first time, and he's in the Central Division, so. Absolutely. 204-780-6868. Sorry to interrupt. Getting him to see him the first time when he was in the dub wasn't an easy ticket to get either. Absolutely Yeah, that was sold out real quick Um, both games. This is an unfolding story here in the National Hockey League, and and we'll we'll wrap things up uh, with this story about Mike Babcock, um, head coach of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, if you've been following the story, there's been allegations that he's asked various Blue Jackets. This has come from several sources, Jim. Uh, to well, see, spit and chicklets broke. Yeah, they broke it. And um, uh, with uh, Paul Bissonnette uh, broke this story that uh, Babcock asking to see uh, players' phones, then airplaying their photos on uh, his office TV. Uh, this reporter f- with the Blue Jackets, Aaron uh, Portsline, 
says the Columbus Blue Jackets are aware of these allegations and looking into them. No official response yet. Babcock and Jenner have not immediately responded to seeking comments. Now, Jenner was one of the players in question um, that Babcock asked to see his phone and then uh, requested to see his photos to see what kind of person he was. Boone Jenner was the was the player named in that. Also told that um, this uh, reporter, Aaron uh, Portsline, goes on to keep saying, told that the NHL Players Association is looking into the Babcock allegations as put forth by the Spitting Chicklets podcast. Here's what I found interesting. Invasion of privacy is what the PA has yes. a major problem with. Now, here, here is an interesting thing, because during an interview with, the NHL dot, with NHL.com with Mike Babcock earlier this year, he... he Spent time at the University of Saskatchewan with the Huskies, coaching their team. Volunteer coach. That's right. Uh, his stint, and this was a this was a, a information in that NHL.com story. His stint at Saskatchewan had inspired him to make a communications plan and mental health plan for each player in Columbus, and he has asked everyone to let him know if something is wrong. I just I, so, I don't get this and. If anything, from the Mitch Marner and the the thing in Toronto, from what I understand, Mike Babcock's a guy who's always looking for the next way to connect, the next level. What he doesn't get is I don't think he has to do any of this. I think no. he's a great hockey coach on his own. He's a fantastic coach. This is a massive invasion of privacy. And the fact that a, a guy with authority, allegedly, because I, I, we need this to be proven, but yes. more and more reports are coming out, the Jackets are looking at it, and more and more stuff from Bissonette putting out texts from other players going, I heard this is true, and you're bang on to say yeah. it, and it's happened, um, is ridiculous. Because I can sit here right now, and if my boss says I want to look at your phone to get to know what type of person you are, and say I'm not going to hand it over... But it's a different story when your boss is sitting in front of you going, hand me your phone over. I mean, you know, and as a captain, you got to work with your coach and you're like, but it's the authority figure doing this is the is the issue. It's a wrong Mm -hmm. to do this, but it's B, it's the authority figure doing it over an employee that he just doesn't seem to get. Yeah. If these allegations are true, true, if this is true, I mean, um. I don't know. We're going to wait and see how this how this story unfolds. I'll tell you right now, Cam. If this is true, I think it's over. I I, I I don't know how the Columbus Blue Jackets, who took a lot of heat for taking a chance on my... And again, I want a preference. As a coach, I like Mike Babcock. I think he's a good coach. So do I. His methods are over the top and antiquated and it, it, it's just very much you can't teach an old dog new tricks a situation like that after having to sit out this long and then slipping into the same take a guy issues. for lunch and say i want to get to know you you don't have to open up anyways wait wait and see how it goes jim told to take you all the way until three o'clock thank you very much jeffrey fortune for producing the show that's it for me i'll be back same time tomorrow see ya chats at noon on 680 cjob For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season 6 of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.